This is Long Story Short from the Connecticut Mirror and WSHU Public Radio. I'm Ebong Udana. You can read the stories we feature on ctmirror.org or wshu.org. Andrew Brown is an investigative reporter with the Connecticut Mirror. He joins us to talk about his article co-authored with Jeannie Monk, Connecticut Towns Got $1.5 Billion from the Feds. They've budgeted roughly 1% for housing. Andy, you write that a national coalition estimates Connecticut is currently short 85,400 affordable housing units. Yet towns have used little of the American Rescue Plan Act money they've received on such housing, uh, despite pleas from the Biden administration. So what's affordable housing and why are towns reluctant to have more of them? Affordable housing, it can be restricted in some way, but what it means is that people who are in the lower income brackets can afford that housing without spending more than 30% of their annual income on rent, utilities, et cetera, or a mortgage payment. Connecticut is obviously, I think most people are aware if you're following the news at all, is a very expensive place to live if you're trying to buy a home and even rent at this point. There's been studies as well as just market data that shows that rents throughout Connecticut are skyrocketing as they are in much of the country at the moment. And so housing advocacy groups are very interested in trying to build more housing that has covenants in place that would require the owners of that housing to rent at rates that are affordable to people, again, in the lower income brackets. A study found that uh, you need about $57,000 annually to avoid spending more than a third of your income on housing in Connecticut. That's a two-bedroom apartment we're talking about. Yes, So, yes. So it's pretty steep. So... What have the towns decided to do with this money, and why has it been difficult for them to appropriate enough of the money that they got from the feds for housing? Many of the towns put it into, I think, what they would consider to be more traditional infrastructure at the local level. A large millions of dollars was put towards water and sewer infrastructure. Millions more were put into stormwater upgrades so that, you know, if there's a torrential downpour, the stormwater drains on the street that you see can handle that flow of water. Others spent on parks and recreation, you know, building new sidewalks or pickleball courts or in three towns, they they spent on these rather expensive mobile stages that they could hold town festivals and, and other events at. It runs the gamut of what towns spent the money on. What we heard from towns and cities, as well as housing advocates, as to why so little money or such a small percentage of money had been put towards housing is that towns, I think, in Connecticut still largely, they don't view housing and the infrastructure around housing as their responsibility. It's something I think that many towns believe the private market has to figure out. Private developers have to figure that out. And so very little of this money was put towards, for instance, acquiring land for new affordable housing developments or helping to finance the early soft costs, you know, planning and zoning and, and other costs related to affordable housing, which would have encouraged private developers and kind of locked them into adding more affordable housing to their, their projects. What we heard most of all, though, is that the public perception around affordable housing and the politics around it 
are still not conducive in Connecticut to public officials putting substantial amounts of money, even if it is federal grant money, into those projects. What about in the cities? I mean, historically, we've had a situation where the most affordable housing in the state has been in the cities. What did the cities do with their money? Did they put any more money than the suburban and rural communities? Much of the $15 million or so that we tracked of this ARPA spending that went to housing-related expenses um, was in places like Bridgeport, New London, Norwalk, New Britain. And I mean, part of the reason for that is that those cities received a much larger allocation based on population than the smaller towns. So, right, a million dollars of Bridgeport's ARPA funding goes a lot further than the couple hundred thousand or a couple million dollars that the smaller towns received. But they put money into, you know, assistance for the unhoused population. They put millions towards future affordable housing developments. I think one of the interesting expenses was in New Britain in several categories. They spent several million dollars acquiring land, either blighted houses or blighted structures in the city that will be turned, according to them, into affordable housing in the future. They've also used some of the money to demolish an old school so that that land can be reused. Um, in the future for affordable housing that would be single family homes. Those are the types of things that the uh, American Rescue Plan Act allowed for. Um, And it's kind of the, it's the type of things that housing advocates hoped that more towns would do, but many just never opted for that choice. So the bottom line, it seems here that uh, the COVID relief money that came for local development has pretty much, we've missed an opportunity here. Would you say that? Housing advocates certainly would. I mean, all of the things that the towns and cities, the other expenses that they made, they're obviously eligible under the ARPA funds. The ARPA funds, you know, the ARPA law allowed um, wide discretion from the municipalities on how to use that money. But it's very clear that the signs and signals out of the Biden administration was that they they had hoped that towns and cities throughout the country and county governments would use more of this money to help expand the amount of housing stock available in the United States at a time whenever home prices and rental rates are going through the roof. And in Connecticut, the data is pretty clear that many local governments just did not see that as the best use of the money. Well, thank you so much, Andy. Andrew Brown is an investigative reporter with the Connecticut Mirror. His article, co-authored with Ginny Monk, is titled, Connecticut Towns Get $1.5 Billion from Feds that Budgeted Roughly 1% for Housing. Long Story Short comes from WSHU Public Radio and the Connecticut Mirror. Read the story at ctmirror.org or wshu.org. I'm Ebon Udana.